Two boys are, are outstanding camp drafters in their own right and uh, are well respected within the industry by by all, uh, by com- fellow competitors, by horse owners, by spectators, by lots of people. And you have one son who uh, has told me that he'd had enough of it by the time he would, had finished school and, and chose to go off and I know become a rugby player and was quite a good rugby player. How did you... Uh, Managed the three boys when they were young. I, I guess it was a, a, a big deal. Three boys, three horses, and only, God only knows how many horses Pete Senior had. And you would have been in a truck and swags. It would have been a big deal for you. What was your role in getting to those drafts on those weekends? Uh, the boys also did correspondence, so <laughs> we had to teach. We never let schooling interfere with their education. <laughs> I'm afraid we mostly often did school till 10 o'clock and went mustering with Peter. Mm. And um, you had to do all that. And uh, the thing about it was there's much more pressure today, you know, because it's a weekly. But we only had four or five a year and so we always so look forward to it. But we did show a lot of cattle in those years and and the boys did a bit of pony clubbing at, at Mackenzie River. And so uh, Peter really loves people and... I think that was it. It was um, it was a wonderful place, and the boys had friends of every age from a very young age. You know, Charlie Floor used to love them, and you know they'd say hello, Charlie, and shake his hand. And there were just dozens of people like that. I think our boys were very cl- lucky to have, you know, not only their dad but a lot of people as mentors in the in the game. Yeah, um, you know. Pete Senior, as we'll call him for this conversation, uh, Denise's husband is Pete, and she has a son, Pete, and uh, and she has a grandson, Peter, now too. So it's it's a a long line of Peter Comiskeys, but we'll call Denise's husband Peter Senior. Um, he certainly is a people's man, and and your family are very much people people. Uh, you all like to to have people and and friends around you. So the travelling would have been a great outing, but you know, as a mum with three boys and probably knowing that you were going to have others turn up at your camp and trying to teach three children at the same time. It, there must have been some busy days at Lyra Park for you um, to, to get organised to ensure that everything that was packed in a truck was there because I'm assuming that the truck was not just to go camp drafting with. You did lots of other things with it. So was it a busy time for you or did everyone have a job? Oh, No. I think life was very, very simple then. (laughs) We only had to throw a swag and an esky in, but, you know, there wasn't any catering around drafts much when we started and you always took plenty so that everybody in your neighbourhood could come and have at least one night meal with you. And it's amazing how we went from truck to truck and people just did that. We had many, many meals with our neighbours and we always did the same. You had... You know, the eskies weren't too wonderful. We didn't have much refrigeration, but I'm not sure. I can hardly remember how we did it, but I'll tell you what, life was very simple. We didn't seem to have to put as many things in as we do today. <laughs> yeah, and, it, uh, uh, and, and you would have made some great friendships out of that and I, and I know that you and, and, and husband Peter have some wonderful lifelong friends. We, uh, we see you at lots of places with a, a, a great group of friends and I guess... That was that was where those those friendships formed and became so strong. Everyone was in the same boat. Is that is that how it was? That's true. Um, yes, like well, as you say, I only moved from Clermont to Capella, but look, 
I felt I still know everyone in the Highlands. <laughs> Not really. We've become strangers in our local Bournemouth in Emerald because it's very much a change centre. But, um, you know, it's over 100 years since the Comiskeys came from, came from Casino to Emerald and um, there they settled and then moved out to Alpha. But um, my great-grandparents on my mother's side, the Hayes at Kerry Downs, you know, have been there for well over 100 years as well. So I guess our roots are very much there. But um, we have been very fortunate, like Peter uh, judged at Darwin once and then when Steve left school in 99, we took him to Brunette Downs and Catherine and did the Northern Territory Cup and the Pearl of the North and then came back to Saxby. So that's probably as far south uh, uh, north, but, you know, we certainly made the pilgrimage to Warwick for a long, long time now, since since the late 70s, I think. So they have been very lucky, very lucky to have such a good experience too. Yeah, so. they, they have. And, and I guess, you know, with your son, Pete, at what stage did you realise that uh, you probably had to step up the game a bit? He certainly had some talent and... I think it would be fair. It would be fair to say that that he he's the winks of camp drafting. I don't think we'll ever see another one as committed as he is. But he's been like that for a long time. So, at what stage did you and your husband Peter go? Well, we're going to have to step up the game here a bit. This kid shows a bit of talent, and uh, and start to uh, attend a few more drafts. And and I guess the not the pressure, but the, the desire to be there a bit more regularly so he had a fair go. Did you recognise that as a, when he was a 15-year-old? I, I actually went to school with Pete um, and he was known in those days as being able to draft, but he was at boarding school. So was it on the school holidays? Did you go and get him from school to take him to drafts or did you say there'll be plenty of years for drafting after you've finished school, Pete, get to school and, and, and do your best? Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Always had the will. <laughs> From a very young age, a four-year-old, Pete could ride, ride his little ponies. And we were always sort of encouraging Geoffrey. And then, of course, Stevie didn't come along till 10 years later. So it was a whole new ball game. But, um, but no, we never did any of that. He was desire to do it, always took us. But then he didn't have to because his father loved it so much <laughs> that <laughs> he didn't have any of that problem, really. He yeah. just knew he had the support in Dad and then when he was coming along, Peters encouraged him so much. Uh, we also had wonderful friends that loved him very dearly and could see his talent and Charlie Floor led him, uh, lent him some horses in, you know, in, his, in his juvenile days because he was at school and used to escape with the man out of the library every <laughs> Friday and the, and the Slaters brought him to many local drafts here and... He actually won three juvenile titles and he placed in others and um, it was his will and he still has that will. Nobody could have done what Peter's done without his amazing drive but he's like that in our business as well. You know, he's an amazing person in our business, always striving for all the very best for the whole family you know, he's, uh, he's just got an amazing, thoughtful nature. The other boys have too, but Pete is the, 
I guess you put a lot of responsibility on your oldest child and he is amazing in our business. He tries so hard to to make it for the best. And, and you know, lots of people will say around the camp drafting sport, he is the best, as we've said, but he's so generous with his time and helpful to all. And to his credit, he has sort of he's turned it into a bit a little bit of a sideline industry for himself, but he still never keeps what he knows to himself. He's happy to lend a hand to anyone. And that must make you really proud to see such a generous soul with all walks of life and, and in all of those things. And then it must have been pretty amazing for Stephen to come along and be as as, as good too. And he's, uh, I just, yeah, he uh, gets on and has a go and, and he's very um, humble in his, in his winnings, Steve. He uh, rides out and he's thankful and appreciative to everybody and goes back to his truck. Um, it, do you think he's a uh, is is he different to Pete, or did he learn from Pete? Do you see resemblances in them when they ride, or do you think they're each their own people? Steve is an introvert. We didn't know that till he left school, <laughs> <laughs> and he is a clone of his dad. Mm. You know, because that's how Peter was. He didn't really care if he won or not. If he did, it didn't. And he just loved being there and Steve's like that. But, you know, Peter certainly stood down for Steve to learn a lot as a juvenile because he's a good old mare. Could have been breeding a lot more foals and he saved her for a few years for Steve too and she taught him a lot. Steve, the same as Pete, it was our friends. Dear old Rod Carpenter was another amazing mentor for Pete. From a little child he had great promise, he, you know, told us Pete had, you know, great ability and, you know, we were thinking, oh, well, I know he has, but we didn't think it was anything too wonderful. (laughs) And Steve's the same. Mm. He says everything he knows his brother has taught him and Pete certainly encourages him and looks to him and, and, um, yeah, it's 13 years difference, so it's amazing. It's been a wonderful relationship and now it's funny but we have the little Peter Richard, who's six year old, and you know that he just idolises Steve. Last year, when Pete won the the Willinga Park for the first time, uh, they interviewed and interviewed little Steve, Peter Richard, and he would not. They were wanting him to say that his father was the best rider, but he stuck to that Stevie's the best rider in Australia, <laughs> and there is another lovely relationship there. So. So it is very interesting in your family to see see it all work out. Yeah. I don't think it had much to do with us, but Pete comes from a very good line of generous people, so it's bred into him, I think. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, yourself, your family are, are renowned for being generous and, and, and kind people, and uh, I think it's certainly been a, a good genetic mix and, <laughs> and your, your, your children are, are, a credit, are a credit to you both. Um so that was back then. How do you see it now? Do you think that everything, you know, you've, you've uh, mentioned that the pressures are different now. What pressures do you think are different? Most people would say, oh, Denise, it must be easier. You just pull up in a gooseneck now and everything's there. Do you not think that? Do you think it was so much easier back then when you put an esky and some swag <laughs> in the truck and, and off you went? Do you think... It's changed. Everyone's now got a lot of money tied up in it, let's be real. And so there's more pressure. Or what What do you see? Why do you think it's different now? 
oh, I think it's amazing now to see, you know, the business that it holds, not only the horse flesh but, yes, the vehicles that everyone is driving and and um, it is wonderful to drive in and have such comfort and be ready to camp in no time and 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 the level of camp drafting today, oh, goodness, it has lifted, you know, to such a degree. Uh, we enjoyed it always and, you know, there's always been wonderful horses, but today there's just so many, so many good riders and so many amazing horses that you often wonder how a judge is going to sort it out, but it always does seem to sort itself out because it's a great level of the camp drafting, you know, 40 seconds for this joy. And once they do it, they seem to cannot stay home and out of it. So. <laughs> it's a bit like a drug. <laughs> it is. It's a drug. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's a beautiful. We love it. Yeah. But we don't have the pressure too much except for the time to get your work done, you yeah. know, because the boys are so competitive. But anyway, it's good. Peter loves the pressure. He says that, you know, you can be at home forever and not get your jobs done. But if you want to get to the draft, you'll make sure you got them done before you go. So <laughs> we have a bit of pressure that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess um, they're turning into three-day events. The growth in the sport is amazing at the moment. I, I've been quoted as saying I don't think there'd be another sport that's growing at the speed that camp drafting's growing at. Does that amaze you or are you going, well, there's lots of people who've been doing it for 50 years like us. I see the same faces every week. Or do you think there's lots of newcomers? There's certainly lots of newcomers, even on our local grounds. We drive up to Capella and I see all these beautiful young people and you think, oh my God, I don't even know half of those people. But in soon you do when you have a second look because they've been coming through the generations and when they get a bit of money of their own, then they come to camp drafting. But only Graham Acton, I think, would have had the vision to see <laughs> that this was going to grow like it has. And he had this beautiful dream of lifting it to the standard of football where people would see it on TV. And, yes, I don't know why the good Lord took him so young, but um, he had just an amazing vision that not many of us could ever understand. But having the Olympic Games in Australia made a very big difference to the membership of ACA because they wouldn't let it be part of the Games, even though it's Australia's own sport I said that we didn't have the same rules in every um, state and until we got the same, you know, uniform throughout Australia, it can never take part in the Olympic Games. And to me, that seemed to take from there, it took a tremendous growth because then they tried to pull the states together and it's now become, you know, there were two or three associations, which I think there still is, but they're nothing mm. like they used to be. And ACA has become just so much stronger for it. It is a huge to run this ACA now and they have very little staff and they do it so well. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, three and four and five places competing each weekend. There might be more, I'm not sure, but yeah, it is amazing, you know, what is done for this association and it's, yeah, it seems to be just getting stronger and stronger. It certainly does. Over the years, you would have seen thousands of drafters, other than your two boys, and I know how, how proud you are of, that, of them. Who do you like to watch draft? Is it just, you know, any, uh, we've spoken to people and they say, oh, we could sit and watch camp drafting all day. Um, 
Could you do that or is it, oh, I'd just like to see so-and-so have a draft because he's so good? Uh, Peter can watch camp drafting all day and all night, I think. <laughs> oh, I like a bit of a diversion. But, you know, when you're there, uh, there's just so many. Yeah. So many. And, you know, when you've been part of it for so long, you just love to see how they get on. And, you know, for the times I'm missing, I always say, oh, how did you get on with this or that? Mm. Because, yes, uh, I just probably haven't got the love that Peter has, but we do love it. When you've been part of it, you know, when we invite somebody to come, you think, oh, but you'll probably get bored very quickly. But, see, we don't because mm. you've been watching these people forever. So you just love to see. I like to see the first runs go because, you know, they, you know, even the best riders have their ups and downs. But, you know, once it then comes to the finals or coming to the second and the final rounds, it's really beautiful to watch because we've watched it so long. <laughs> you love to see everybody. Yeah. You know, you do love to see everybody. We've... Yes. You We've would have seen a, a number of, of uh, people, you know, start out as kids in the juniors and, and you know, now they have mini drafts and juniors and, and come right through. So I guess, uh, you know, you, you've seen lots and, and I know Pete's got a couple of mates that he went to school with who he now drafts with and, and their kids have come through and Pete's own kids are, are handy little horsemen in their own right and, and drafters. Do you like to watch them too and uh, and give them a bit of encouragement along the way? Sure do, but I don't give them enough encouragement probably. But, yes, we have really enjoyed watching Clayton over the years and certainly little Peter Richard is unbelievable. He's a bit like Pete. He, from a very early age, just loves what he does, much more than school anyway. <laughs> and, you know, now Stevie's little girls are helping us, well, from the Christmas holidays before that, it was a bit, you know, they wanted to come and then they didn't. But now they've become very keen. Oh, I think they came with us every day at Christmas holidays and and they both want to draft. Uh, not last week, the week before at Grass Hut. So... Um, you know, no stopping them now. No, there'll be no stopping them now, but, you know. And that is the great thing. Do you do you get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing it as a family sport? Uh, to me, as as someone who watches and commentates it, that's what makes this this sport unique is that it is a family sport and, and because of the community that's around it, you can go to a camp draft with your children and have every confidence that they're going to be safe, looked after and that they're going to enjoy it. Do you think that's one of the things that makes it popular for the people in the bush? Sure do. It's something that catches, you know, and uh, Peter always said that, you know, it's our livelihood. While you keep your kids keen camp drafting, they're keen on the job with their cattle too, you know, because they get so used to looking and watching for cattle. It gives them a great keenness in their own work. And our boys, you know, the three of them are good cattlemen and I think it's come, you know, probably and also they love their horses. So it's a good combination, you know, different people say about the cutting that Peter always didn't like it because you can't take the mustering. That's all we did. We always just worked our horses and they were ready for the camp draft. (laughs) (laughs) It goes a bit deeper than that these days, I might add, but. Yeah. No, it is very lovely. It's a lovely. We have thoroughly enjoyed it over the years with all our, with all the folks and to keep watching the little ones coming along and progressing too. 
Yeah. They say uh, a family that plays together stays together. That's um, true. And I guess your family, Denise Kamiski, is certainly a classic case of that. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time and we all look forward to seeing you and Pete around the drafts for a number of years yet to come. We can only hope, can't we? We hope for everything in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. From the Saddle is brought to you by Hewitt Consulting and Communications. Specialising in rural business and marketing design, find them on Facebook and Instagram.